Hello and welcome to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. My name is Brian Stone and I'm the Associate Editor at Bank Automation News. Joining me today is Will Robinson, Chief Executive Officer at InCapture. Will discusses what technologies banks can use to help avoid a Silicon Valley bank scenario, how automated processes can help maintain data integrity, and how applications can assist banks with increased regulation. There's a couple different thoughts I have. Um, I do, it's interesting, I do think most people kind of think initially, hey, well, you know, obviously something like this will will lead to increased regulation. And I do think it will, but I think it may look a little bit different. You know, we had the uh, the financial crisis, uh, the Great Recession uh, back in, in 2008, 2009, and there was a lot of legislation that was passed, uh, you know, there shortly thereafter through Dodd-Frank to try to prevent this from ever happening again. Uh, but yet here we are a decade later and, and it's happening, it's happening again. And so, um, you know, the role that regulation plays. Now, there's two sides to that argument. You know, one side may say, well, look, we have all this new regulation and, and it, it didn't prevent it. Um, there's there's some other good counterpoints saying, well, it's not all been completely rolled out. Uh, there's been some of these rules lifted. Um, and, you know, we've, uh, if this thing were fully up and running, everybody, you know, this, this would have mitigated a lot of risk. But regardless, I, I do think that, uh, I do think that this, this event is going to, uh, cause uh, our regulators and our governing authorities to really just dig in a little bit deeper on the banks that they monitor um, and say, how are we, uh, you know, are we are we monitoring these banks appropriately? Do we have all the data we need from them uh, to, to understand kind of what sort of systemic risk exists or even institution specific risk? Um, so I do think there's going to be a little bit of a closer scrutiny. Uh, I do think more banks are going to start uh, being required to uh, participate in um, in some of the regulatory requirements that the larger banks have had for a long time. Uh, so, so I think the net impact is, you know, there is going to be uh, a lot more responsibility for these uh, lenders and financial institutions uh, to, you know, to to follow uh, regulatory guidelines. Uh, I do think that's an impact, net impact. So, uh, that's kind of my my thoughts on on the automation front, uh, or sorry, on the uh, the regulatory front. In terms of automation, uh, man, we could we could spend a lot of time here. I, I would say at the highest level, you know, these regulators are trying to understand risk within the organization. They're trying to uh, make sure that they have the data they need um, and they have a really in-depth view into the operations and the exposure that these banks have. You know, if you think about SVB specifically, and, and we talk about okay, well, how are regulators going to respond? There was kind of a it was it was kind of a, a catch twenty two. A little bit, you know, they they had taken on a lot of interest rate risk um, that was unhedged, um, and that started spooking folks uh, enough to where there was kind of a classic run on the bank. And you know, had had there not been the flight of deposits, um, probably probably you know they'd still be up and running today, even even with the interest rate risk that that they were bearing. But uh, they they got caught in this downward spiral, and you know, it's it's a new world um, around understanding risk for, for deposits. Uh, with Everybody has a smartphone or an online checking account. It's pretty easy to move money out of a bank in real time. And it's really hard for a bank to understand, uh, you know, what's the rate of flow, of outflow of, of these, uh, these deposits. So I think that's probably kind of a new wrinkle in all this. Uh, historically, so much regulation has been focused on um, kind of asset quality and, uh, you know, loan quality. 
Uh, but I think you're going to see a little bit more uh, on the liability side as well and saying, okay, all these deposits you have, um, how, how secure are they? So um, the automation thing really, I, I think it comes down to something really simple. I think a lot of banks are going to have to submit a lot more data more frequently to the regulators. Um, and, uh, you know, if you think about getting that data in a clean, consistent format, that's a that's actually a pretty challenging thing for banks to do. We, we work all the time uh, with compliance teams and uh, chief risk officers, and so much of their time and focus and energy is spent on developing and creating process to um, collect data cleanly, consistently, and making sure that it's accurate. And it, that's, that's quite hard for them to do. There's, there's multiple systems. There's many, many, many systems at a bank, uh, especially if the bank has been acquisitive. Uh, you've got legacy systems uh, that are still in place. Uh, so, so reporting from multiple systems uh, can be a challenge. Uh, collect, just collecting the data in the first place, making sure that um, the data that you need is, is being collected at the appropriate uh, part of call it, you know, maybe a loan application or a new customer onboarding and making sure that that, uh, that data is, um, is clean and it's accurate. That's a huge, huge issue for a lot of banks is you have compliance teams that are submitting data and they don't, they don't feel confident that the data they have in their systems is accurate uh, and, they, and they have to go spot check that. Uh, and, and, and that can be very, very uh, burdensome and time consuming. Um, and so I think, you know, there's a, we can talk in more detail about some of the, the more specific areas where automation is kind of already being helpful. But I think taking a 30,000 foot view, uh, there's going to be a lot more data that needs to be reported more frequently than it is today. And I think more institutions are going to be uh, held, held, to the, held to the standard going forward. And so having, having the ability to automate uh, some of the data collection aggregation and reporting i think that's a that's a really easy straightforward use case that uh, can have a huge impact the next question i had sort of centers around technology and how it can sort of help uh, avoid a situation like we saw with silicon valley bank could you maybe speak a little bit to what's out there right now that you think could help avoid this and what is something that maybe could be developed that could help avoid this type of situation from happening again yeah, that's a good question. Um, there are two there are two technologies that exist today that I think are really helpful around um, data collection and reporting. Uh, and I'll, I'll speak to those in a second. And then I think there's a third technology that's a little earlier stage that bigger banks are already using. But as you think about maybe you're a community bank, um, you know, or or even even a few billion in assets, uh, you probably haven't seen this yet, and I haven't seen vendors who, who have gone after that space with this type of technology. So um, the, the, the two technologies that exist today that, that a lot of institutions are using, um, the first one is called uh, Intelligent Document Processing or IDP. Um, some people kind of still refer to it uh, with a legacy term called OCR, Optical Character Recognition, um, which is, is not really an accurate term for, for where the technology is these days. But ultimately, this technology, IDP, uh, can um, read documents, uh, whether it's a driver's license, a pay stub, a bank statement, um, a tax return, and can uh, identify the important information on those documents and extract it automatically. So uh, the, the impact of, of that technology is uh, you don't have to spend time and effort uh, having people do manual data entry or manual stare and compare or manually review source documents to compare to a system of record, you can have technology do that. And uh, that technology has been out 
that's, that's, that's something that we do. Uh, and it, it has very measurable real ROI. And I think the impact, you know, how do you tie this back to SVB? Uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things that allows your leadership team, uh, you know, your risk leadership team, compliance team, to just not have to spend as much brain power on the routine basic data collection. It, it allows them to free up kind of time, energy, resources to be a little bit higher level, a little bit more strategic. It gives you more confidence in the data that you are looking at because that data is is more accurate and more scrubbed. Um, unfortunately, we human beings aren't great at you know reading documents and, and finding the data and typing it in another system. We're, we're good, but we're not great at it. And, and technology, uh, machine learning is much better at that. So uh, that's one that's one technology. Um, a second technology that a lot of banks use today is called RPA or robotic process automation. It's a little bit different in that it kind of acts as a little mini like human robot uh, that can kind of do all the swivel chair exercises. If you have data in multiple systems and a person has to log in three or four different places to go find uh, you know specific data and then wants to aggregate it and send it off, um, RPA technology can, can mimic that behavior using a digital bot where they can log into three or four systems. They can go to the data, uh, pull the data, aggregate it and send it off. And again, it's similar to IDP in that it's really focused on efficiency and time on task reduction and, and automating some of the real basic, um, uh, you know, the real basic uh, data collection and reporting requirements that that banks have to do. And so what we've seen with banks that use both of these technologies is they um, they have just a really solid foundation around process, uh, controls of data, uh, data quality, and it allows them to kind of make decisions a lot more quickly uh, and, and, and feel kind of feel like they have better insight into what's going on in the business. So long-winded answer. Those are the two technologies today. I think a, a third technology here that uh, larger banks are deploying around automation is, uh, you know, similar to IDP that uses machine learning to extract data out of documents. Uh, there's also uh, machine learning technology that can do kind of deep data analytics and uncover trends or um, risk or exposure in certain areas that maybe uh, more traditional systems or traditional human analysis wouldn't be able to find. Um, see some correlation between certain data points or um, you know maybe flag uh, flag maybe you know flag a discouraging deposit trend right uh, a deposit withdrawal trend maybe quicker than um, you know, a human could who's sitting there kind of more manually reviewing reviewing the data. So that's kind of a, a probably an emerging technology that I have not seen a lot of uh, mid-size and smaller banks adopt. And I haven't seen um, really someone come to market with a, with a clear uh, solution here. Um, but certainly a lot of the big banks are using machine learning to say, hey, how do we have just smarter analytics, smarter insights into all this data that we have so we can better monitor our risk? Are there additional ways that automated processes can help maintain data integrity, or is it simply just, you know, being able to extract information from documents and put it into a system where it needs to go? Yeah, there's a couple of things. I mean, if you think about the, 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 the life cycle of information or data in a bank, you know, typically uh, I'll use a loan. I'll use a loan um, as, a, as an example, and we'll just use a mortgage because most, most people listening have probably bought a house or, or understand how mortgages work. Um, but you know you have a you have a person, a borrower applying for a loan um, with the bank, and they're talking to their loan officer, and 
the bank is collecting information from that borrower to determine their credit worthiness and whether or not they should they should um, lend them the money to buy the house. And that data is by and large stuck in documents. Um, it's it's their name and, and date of birth on a driver's license. It's their income from a pay stub. Uh, it's their assets um, from um, you know, maybe a bank account statement or um, a tax return um, or other su- you know, supplemental documents. And so banks still largely rely on paperwork to be the source of truth for uh, all the decisions they make. And most banks have, you know, once once the bank has the data uh, in the documents, they need to get it into a system, uh, digitize it, and that's typically people manually entering data. So this is one place for automation. Um, once, you know, once the uh, once the loan is being funded and and kind of closing out, uh, you know, and there's regulation that tracks all of this. Uh, you know, they have to double check the data and make sure, okay, everything we have is accurate, um, everything matches. Uh, the final loan documents uh, match our, our loan servicing system, or if, even if you know mortgages, you're selling off the loan, uh, you've got clean data to present to your investors. Uh, and so there's kind of these these audit checks along the way. And then and then again, uh, from a compliance perspective, you've got uh, regulatory reporting um, for the home uh, home mortgage disclosure act, the Humda Humda law reporting, where banks have to report on this mortgage application that they received. And again, so now you have a third group of people reviewing this data and reporting it to the government. And those people are highly, highly incentivized to make sure the data they report to the government is 100% accurate. So it, that's one small example of you know automation where you've got data kind of traveling through the organization and, and banks are usually reviewing the same set of data three, four or five times. And so having tools available to help simplify, streamline, eliminate the redundancy and give confidence that the data is accurate throughout the life cycle makes these banks work a lot more efficiently and allows them to kind of free up resources on, on higher level tasks. So that's, that's kind of a, a you know, just a, a really simple example of, of you know, and, and again, there's similar dynamics, whether you're, you're, it's consumer loans, auto, commercial, even commercial lending has some flavors of this. Um, and, and so, you know, I think banks that have kind of embraced, how do we, how do we bring in something like IDP or something like RPA um, across the organization? And, and, and they realize, hey, if I do this right, I can, I can use this technology in 20, 25 different places across the bank. And this gives me a huge uplift. How, how much do you think maybe these smaller banks, because obviously the large ones already prioritize automation, right? So how much do you think this is going to become a priority for these smaller banks to prioritize this to help help avoid, I guess, fall to the same uh, fate that SVB did? Yeah, I think there's probably a couple of answers on that front. Uh, the thing that the thing that really hurt SVB is, you know, the customers, the depositors lost faith in the viability of the institution. And, you know, we are <laughs> we are fragile human beings, fragile creatures, and nobody wants to be, you know, the last one standing with with their money in in a bank that's going under. And so the first thing, the first thing I think a lot of these smaller banks are doing is you just have to inspire confidence in your customer base and your deposit base that, hey, we're stable, we're sound, we have good risk management processes in place. Um, and, you know, I do think that customers of banks are going to start looking into that a little bit more seriously, just like a bank does diligence on their borrowers and their, their customers. Uh, I think you'll see a lot more of that uh, the other way around as well. 
And so um, the way that the way that banks kind of provide that customer experience through that process, as well as just their normal banking activities, I think either can inspire confidence or can and can potentially create some doubt uh, on the viability. So uh, this is where technology plays a huge role. Um, you know, there's there's a bunch of, of of different tools available that provide kind of these these front end customer experiences that make a bank act and feel very modern and customer friendly and adaptive and quick to respond. Um, and you know, there are tools in the back office that the customer would never see, but allow the bank to be again still responsive and timely, and uh, and again give give the impression that they are a strong institution. And so, you know. I do think it's important that as banks think about the, and then, you know, coupled with what we've talked about at the beginning, I do think there's just candidly going to be more regulatory scrutiny on these banks as well. So the bank's going to have to have an answer for that. And just throwing bodies at it is not a good answer. Most banks would argue, would understand that over the last several years, it's really hard to find and hire good, you know, compliance folks and risk management folks. They're, they're hard to find, they're hard to keep, uh, they can be expensive. Uh, and, uh, you know, if, if you can have tools available to help automate a lot of this stuff, uh, that, that's a that's a big leg up. So uh, it's 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 unfortunately, I don't think it's a one simple answer and quick fix. I, I think if I were a bank exec looking at SVB and saying, what does this mean for me? I would say, hey, I, well, I need to do two things. I need to make sure that I'm inspiring a lot of confidence in my customers that we're a healthy bank. Um, I do need to make sure we have, you know, proper risk controls in place. But I'm, I'm candidly assuming that most banks are, are already trying to do that. Um, but I also need to prepare for this increase in uh, potentially regulatory reporting that's going to come my way. And so I need to have have an efficient way to do that. You've been listening to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. Please follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. And as a reminder, you can rate this podcast on your platform of choice. Be sure to visit us at bankautomationnews.com.